Hey Jay, I know we talk via text online all the time, but I think it's also important to hear things from a human voice. And I just want to let you know I totally support your cause of having a place, a space at the table for every gamer. Uh, I too have been on the fence time and time again as to whether or not I am an old school gamer or a story gamer or, you know, rules light, crunchy rules, light rules, deep rules, whatever label you want to put on it. Um, I've just, I don't know that I fit a label. I never have. And I understand those feelings when you don't feel like you fit in. It's been something I've dealt with all my life as well. And I feel like if I can get through it and turn a negative into a positive, you can too. And you have my ear anytime you need it. You can have my shoulder too, but unfortunately, there's over 2,000 miles of landmass between us, and uh, I don't know how many leagues of ocean. So that might be a little bit difficult. Things he won't share with us The darkness in his brain The dungeon master's plan The pleasure and the pain What's better left unknown Keep calling out to me I hear him think out loud To die Only the brave shall come My name is Che Webster, and this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary. Welcome, rescuers. Here I am, back at the mic, and taking you behind the scenes of my own tabletop role-playing game journey. Day by day, week by week, each diary episode features my audio notes, recorded here and there between my regular gaming sessions. Assembled into a rough edit, these notes form a journal and let you take a peek behind the Dungeon Master's screen. But do be warned, there are spoilers aplenty for anyone who plays at any of my gaming sessions. It's also a pretty candid and messy snapshot of my inner life as a gamer. You have been warned. Hey, Shay, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Just listen to your podcast. Just want to let you know that you're, and I think you probably know this somewhere, but you you are a valued and knowledgeable member of our community. We recognize the, you know, the depth of your knowledge and your experience and, and do appreciate your opinions and hearing about that. And if I've given you a hard time with GURPS, that's not my intent. I actually like GURPS. I'm one of the defenders of GURPS as a, as a universal system. It might not be my personal top pick, but that doesn't mean I don't like it and don't appreciate it and wouldn't play it. 
I, I think GURPS is a good system, and I'm pretty sure I've said before, there's value to a GM picking one system and, and learning it and mastering it, and GURPS is an admirable system to pick to do that. So no need to really publish this if you don't want to, but I just want to let you know my feelings. So I'll talk to you later on. Take care. Hey, Che, I think it's great you're doing GURPS, man. Stick with it. Um, I, I've, I, I'm totally interested in hearing what that's all about, even though on the surface of it, it wouldn't be my first choice. Um, but we know that. I, I had a similar feeling about feeling outside of things when I recorded my 5e episodes. Uh, you know, there's an element of some callers wanting to show you the error of your ways, and I think that's to be expected. It would be way boring if everybody was the same. So, as they say, you do you, buddy. An absolutely brilliant bunch of call-ins. Frank Turfler at the top of the show there. Uh, Jason Connolly. And, of course, the amazing Colin Spikepick Green. Thank you all, guys, for calling in and... You know, lending your encouragement, really. I, I really did need to hear that from you guys. And I thank you so much for it. Yeah, messages I get like this. These are the sort of things that lift me out of the uh, troughs I have with motivation and energy and into a more hopeful spirit and a more positive one. And I just thank you for really accepting me for who I am. Roleplay Rescue as a podcast is very much about me trying to create a community of discovery in which you know everyone can feel accepted and I guess that has to include me like you I have spent a lot of my life feeling like an outsider and sometimes I just think that's fine and other times it's painful thank you all guys for calling in it's so good to hear from you game on oh hang on a minute Colin's back with another message what's this I just recalled the other thing I wanted to say. Uh, really glad you decided to record your sessions. I'd be interested to know how you get on. Like, like I said, and thanks for the acknowledgement, I find it uh, really, really helpful. And um, I'll be surprised if you don't. And as for the other players, I kind of took, I, I, I took the approach that if I'm going to the effort of running the game and getting a prep in there, the least they could do is oblige by allowing me to make a recording. Um, and I've never had a problem, but I, I did wonder about that, wondered if uh, people would be resistant. But they soon forget that it's recording. The other thing was regarding Leeds Armouries. Um, yeah, man, if I know when I'm doing something, I'll, I'll give you a shout and we can we can see. All right, take care, mate. Hey, how's it going, Shay? It's Joe. Just a couple quick things. First off, I just wanted to congratulate you on recording your sessions. I think it's the single best thing a Dungeon Master can do to improve. Uh, it helps with keeping continuity in your campaign. It helps with picking up on rules that you might be messing up. It just all around is so beneficial. And so congratulations, and your players will forget about the microphone soon enough, I promise. Second, I was wondering if you've ever heard of the GURPS setting. I'm almost positive it's GURPS, but the GURPS setting Cthulhu Punk. It's Cthulhu and Cyberpunk mixed. And like I said, I'm pretty sure it's GURPS, but since you're our residence GURPS guru, I was wondering if you might have ever heard of it. Anyway, man, 
it's that system just sounds awesome but have a good one i will talk to you soon peace out wow i love call-ins don't you guys thanks so much for calling in colin and joe they're fantastic okay let's deal with joe's question first uh cthulhu punk yeah i had heard of it but i'd utterly forgotten about it and i don't own it interestingly enough well that's not strictly true uh, as soon as you called in it took me about five seconds from hearing your call in before i hit ebay and had ordered a copy so basically in about two weeks time a copy is winging its way to me from India, of all places in the world. And I will give you my feelings on that down the line. But thank you, Joe, for the heads up. I'd completely forgotten about it. And given that I really do want to do a kind of conspiracy horror slash, you know, uh, cyberpunk type game, it seems to me that Cthulhu Punk might be the thing to do. The real shame, I guess, is that Steve Jackson Games hasn't released that as an ebook, as far as I can tell. So I have to go out and buy one. What a shame. And then we come to the subject of recording the sessions. Uh, Colin, thanks so much for um, asking about it and Joe for talking about it. I'll be honest, I did record the session last Friday, but I haven't listened to it. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and listen to it. And we're talking about three hours or so, uh, more than three hours really, of, of time to sit and do that. Uh, but it is on my list. I'm on holiday now, um, right away through for a couple of weeks. So... Yeah, I'm going to stick the headphones on at some point and have it playing and see what I can pick up from it. I think it'll be one of those things that I'll want to listen intensely to uh, for a while, and then I'll probably let it drift into the background. I don't know. But if you've got any tips on how to go about listening back and how to deal with that, I would really, really be keen to hear from you because this is a new thing for me. And then the guys, if you're listening, I really hope you're okay with it because, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it anyway. And I guess it'll only be a matter of time before I'll want to release clips. I mean, let's be honest. If I'm not going to record the thing and listen to it for myself, then if I'm talking about things, it might seem kind of useful to drop a clip in and then discuss it. But that's perhaps a little bit advanced for where I'm at right now. I don't know. Anyway, brilliant call-ins. Thanks so much, everybody. And yeah, let's get to the diary. It's Sunday morning. Saturday night was a dark, dark time for me. My wife Deb went out with some friends uh, to celebrate her 30th birthday party, which is obviously a fantastic thing, and she didn't get back home until near one in the morning, I don't think. I was planning to go online and had even invited Hobbs, and I'm really sorry for this, Hobbs. I invited Hobbs to come on and run a game of low fantasy gaming. He'd managed to drum up two or three extra players. Um... But I, I was in a black mood, a dark mood, a very dark place last night, feeling um, incredibly low. And um, although Hobbs was supportive um, via Discord, we had a, a brief conversation, and I really appreciated that. What I really appreciated more than anything was him not pushing that, and that mattered a lot to me. I don't know why I was in that place, and uh, I think as Hobbs kind of pointed out, sometimes you don't really need a trigger. Um, you just... You know, you end up there, don't you? So my evening was spent neither playing Low Fantasy Gaming Online with Hobbs, nor playing GURPS Ultralight, which is the other thing I'd planned to do, or thought I might do. Although I will be honest and say I did read it through. Um, and But in, instead I kind of read for a while, and then I had a very early night. But it's Sunday morning, and it's a new day. 
And this morning I got up. Um, there's a couple of things going on. I've decided to try a new um, health program. Um, just kind of taking a trial. I feel it's time for me to sort of try and uh, take better care of myself. And alongside that, having got up this morning nice and early, I also decided to sit down and start generating the first part of the Dungeons of Thal for Tuesday night, guys. I need to do this, really, today. So I got up early and I started. And whilst um, I did a little bit and then I spent some time with Deb when she woke up this morning and we're kind of now going through our morning ablutions, you know, breakfast and baths and all that malarkey, um, I've got a few minutes now. I'm going to do a little bit more and try and finish off uh, a dungeon this morning. I'm using engineering dungeons for the Castle and Crusade system to give me a random generator. And I am, shall we say, somewhat loosely interpreting the roles. So using roles as they are as much as I can, but uh, also helping it to fit the kind of conception that I have for a limited number of rooms. I want to keep it to between five and nine rooms in each zone of the first level of the dungeon. Um, and for those who are curious, I decided I'd try, I've got GIMP, loaded up for free and I thought I would try uh, by the way that's a uh, uh, image editing software and um, and I thought I would, I've got a sort of a pack of dungeon tiles um, I can't even remember who they're, they're by um, but I got them from sort of drive through RPG a long while ago for doing stuff on f uh, fancy grounds and I've just been dropping those tiles into a grid on a uh, an image file in, in GIMP and uh, building a dungeon that way, which is quite fun as well. It's quite nice to do that, a little bit more artistic, and it also means I have that as a file, electronic file. So if I run the dungeon, I can run the dungeon of Thal kind of using my nice pretty map, but essentially what I've also got is a digital file which I could use potentially on Fancy Grounds or Roll20, so I like that idea. Anyway, I'm going to stop blithering, and I'm going to go and get on with some more of the dungeon, and I might check in later. Okay, Sunday, early afternoon. I finished off the map this morning. Um, probably took me about, yeah, two or three hours, I suppose, in total, to laying it out, rolling it up, laying it out, rolling it up, all that kind of stuff. I've shared it with the patrons um, as well. Weird, kind of, you know, how random maps make weird things happen. Um, but I was kind of mildly uh, pleased with it, you know. It's got a stock it, which I don't think... I'm, I'm sort of feeling very tired, so I think I'm going to probably leave that. And I mean, if I have to do it tomorrow night, that's fine. Stocking takes a lot less time than designing and building and making maps. So, yeah, cool. Kind of enjoyed the process, though. It's a little slow. I guess um, I'll get quicker as well. But uh, it's nice to think that I've got... kind of Yes, I have a map, and I also potentially have a digital map. So, hmm, cool. Uh, what else? So, yeah, not much really. This afternoon, I think I'm just going to chill. Deb is watching some telly and stuff. I'm just going to maybe read, possibly doze, because I'm really tired. That's cold I've had. Uh, the flu I had from, like, a couple of weeks ago um, has kind of become more cold-like, I suppose. Um, I don't know how to, whether it's just a really bad cold or whether it was a mild flu. I don't know. But anyway, I'm feeling exhausted a lot of the time, and... Uh, I think I just need to keep my strength up. So, there we go. Hmm. All right, quick Monday night update. Just been spending about half an hour or so 
annotating the Dungeon of Thrall level one zone one map. What I've done is I took the image that I dropped onto Patreon the other day. I took that image um, and dropped it into OneNote and grabbed my Apple Pencil and my iPad uh, on OneNote and I've just basically hand annotated various locations and rooms and ideas. So not to create too many spoilers for anyone who does go to the Dungeons of Thrall, but um, yeah, it was kind of fun to do. I, I, I've added a few creatures, a bit of treasure, and um, created quite an interesting, I think a kind of interesting kind of um, situation, really. Um, I've also added in some wandering um, creatures as well. Just a really, really simple sort of dungeon level, really. Um, and I'm hoping that the players will, you know, rise to it, really. It'd be quite interesting. It does reward um, digging around and, and sort of really searching and taking some risks. Um, but is in itself, I don't think, too deadly. I'm hoping, basically, that they can have a good time going around, kill a few monsters, get a bit of treasure, um, find their way to Zone 2 and sort of go from there, really. Um yeah, the only thing is it kind of has... Anything I'm concerned about, really, in my mind, is that it has exits really only to Zone 2, and I kind of intended to have an exit to Zone 3 as well. I suppose it's doable, though. I could easily um, essentially add to... Um, it's just a thought, actually. Uh, a sort of one of the watery bits leads to a sort of um, area of... Oops, sorry. Um, area of water that could easily be extended, I suppose, into um, a passageway to another area. So I'm just going to add a note to that um, right now. It's Wednesday morning and I got into school, as usual, quite early. Had a really nice comment and idea from Edwin via the Patreon um, today. He had a look at the dungeon map and, um, yep, up for giant rats, Edwin. Um, but the brilliant suggestion was a crocodile. Um, I managed to find some stats for something quite similar, an alligator. And so, yeah, I've just added that alligator, or croc, to my uh, dungeon, one of the water areas where there's deep water and there's a tunnel leading. I've decided that it's one of the, the water tunnel that leads off will lead to another area of the dungeon, and I think that's where perhaps the croc um, nests. So yeah, it can be, can be can really cool, and I'm really excited about that. It's really neat. Um, one of the upsides, isn't it, of having PDFs and stuff as well is I have various bestries and things on PDF, so it's easy for me just to grab those stats and use them on the fly. Awesome source. Right, Tuesday night. I uh, just want to capture this before I drive home. It's had one of the literally shortest gaming sessions I've ever had in my life. Uh, with the students at school but one of the best and most fun sessions I've had for a very long while essentially what happened is the guys went into the Dungeons of Thrall for the first time we had three players uh, three male heroes or slaves really because they're just being forced to go down there to find their fortune and buy their freedom from slavery but anyway three of them two girls and one of the lads playing all playing male characters and um, we had Derek we had Link and we had uh, another male character whose name has completely gone out of my head, which is really annoying. I want to say Sterling Indigo. That's the name. Okay, so Sterling, Link, and Derek uh, down in the dungeon. 
Now, I have to say, this is the most ridiculously... It's randomly rolled, if you haven't been paying attention to earlier episodes or you haven't heard. These are randomly generated characters uh, using the GURPS dungeon fantasy uh, game system. And uh, they went down the dungeon. Basically, they went down the stairs into a large chamber. Their torch could barely light more than a couple of metres in front of them, a couple of yards in front of them at any given time. Um, they finched into the middle of the room. They found a desiccated corpse of a guy with a sh- sort of shield with holes in it um, and with a sort of rusted um, axe laying nearby. They started to loot the body. One of the here, I think it was Derek, who actually became aware of something above them in the spidery webs that had, they'd been fully aware of as they came down into this dungeon. And suddenly there's a giant, well, a huge spider jumping down onto them. Uh, two of them are surprised and basically uh, stunned with fear. The other is um, Derek himself is the only one able to act. He sort of fights. Uh, they get into a fight. Derek is wounded eventually. There's a bit of parrying, parrying with his shield and battering the thing back and can't hit because it's dark and he's, he's not very good anyway with his axe and he's in the dark, so there's penalties and he's kind of struggling to hit. Eventually he gets hit by the spider's venom and paralysed. The spider then turns on Sterling and very quickly immobilizes and paralyzes Sterling just as Link comes into action. Link swings his sword and essentially mashes into the head of the spider and kills it with one fell blow, an amazing um, damage roll with this very strong character, and kills the the, the um, spider. They're then dragged... The brave Link then drags the two bodies back up the stairs, not gone very far, they're about maybe 30 or 40 feet into this dungeon, drag them back upstairs where the slave guards are waiting for them to discover that the slave guards will happily sell them some antitoxin um, if, they're, you know, if they want. So they found a few coins down on the body. They decided to trade the shield they'd found down there. And Sterling realised that he's no really no good with his sword, short sword. So he sold his short sword and they've bought themselves antitoxin to revive the two who were injured. Um, and they bought extra bottles of antitoxin, I think three bottles, and a bottle of heal- minor healing potion as well from the guards, which they were happy to trade in, in, in you know, for this short sword. And then they decided, basically, they can only stay for about 50 minutes, 40, 50 minutes tonight. So um, they decided they would call it. They they got some uh, character points. They spent those on improving their characters very slightly. And then they decided to call it a night. Uh, so they're going to be healed up for next session. They want to go back down there. Um, they've managed to get themselves some antitoxin and a healing potion. So they're kind of feeling more girded up. Um, but the main thing was that how enthusiastic the students were about the game, how excited they were about, you know, Basically, they got their butts kicked, but they had a good time doing so. And, uh, yeah, I think it was a good fun session. I really enjoyed running it. I think they really enjoyed playing it. It's game on uh, once the holidays are over. Awesome. Okay, folks, that's going to be it for today. I think I'm going to call it there. There is more material in the bank, but I did want to keep these episodes to 30 minutes. If you've listened to uh, Season 5, Episode 0, you know my plan going forward. But for those who haven't, I feel like it's probably worth me spending a minute just kind of going over that again. This uh, Dungeon Master's Diary is going to be a little bit more irregular than it has been through series four gonna go back to where it was when i started the gm's journal back in season i think it was two 
And I'm going to organise my episodes into roughly 30-minute chunks. Some weeks the DM's diary might end up being split into two or more chunks. At other times, it might not surface even for a fortnight or more because I can never truly predict how active my hobby is going to be or how much I'll have to say about any given topic or at any given time. But I have promised two things. The DM's diary is always going to be pretty much this uncut, roughly edited mess that I hash together in a hurry. And secondly, I'm going to keep it honest. It's always going to be honest and it's always going to include some serious ups and downs you know, as my motivation sort of surges up and slips back down again. So as ever, I warn you, listen to the DM's diary at your own risk. That's the plan. I'll see you on the flip side. The only thing left to say is a massive thank you to the awesome TJ Drennan, who's responsible for the DM's diary theme and all the incidental music in this episode. If you need details on TJ and you want to find him on his Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash tjd check him out he's awesome and here he is to see us out of the first dm's diary game on